0: You have probably heard about Nevada passing a law that forbids discriminatory practices for naming mascots, and repealing a daily siren that harkens back to the days of sundown towns. But what is a sundown town? You ask. Sundown towns, also known as sunset towns, gray towns or sundowner towns, are all white municipalities or neighborhoods in the United States that practice a form of racial segregation by excluding non-whites via some combination of discriminatory local laws, intimidation or violence. Entire sundown counties and sundown suburbs were also created by the same process. The term came from signs posted that colored people had to leave town by sundown. The practice was not restricted to the southern states, as at least until the early 1960s, northern states could be nearly as inhospitable to black travelers as states like Alabama or Georgia. Wikipedia These towns didn't limit banning only blacks from the areas, but also Asians, native americans jews mexicans and other europeans they didn't consider white at the time such as greeks and italians historians estimate that there were up to 10000 of these towns perhaps even more between 1890 and 1960 sundown towns began to grow around the time the great migration of blacks out of the south began and most of them tended to be in the midwest and the west i recall one sign stating nigger don't let the sun set on you in town name in a book on jim crow Another proclaimed, Japs, keep moving. This is a white man's neighborhood. Now is it any wonder that most people in the United States today prefer to live around their own kind? If minorities moved into these communities, they were harassed, threatened, beaten, and often killed. Several infamous photos of lynching victims are the result of black people moving into areas whites did not want them in, not because they looked at a white woman wrong, touched her hand, or raped her. Racial exclusion in sundown towns was also achieved with violence. African Americans who lingered in sundown towns even during the daytime experienced harassment, threats, arrest, and beatings. It was not uncommon for black motorists passing through these communities to be followed by police or local residents to the city limits. In extreme cases, hostility toward African Americans resulted in extrajudicial killing. The lynching of two black teenagers in Marion, Indiana, in 1930, for instance, resulted in the town's 200 black residents moving away never to return. The rise of sundown towns made it difficult and dangerous for blacks to travel long distances by car. In 1930, for instance, 44 of the 89 counties along the famed Route 66 from Chicago to Los Angeles featured no motels or restaurants and prohibited blacks from entering after dark. In response, Victor H. Green, a postal worker from Harlem, compiled the Negro Motorist Green Book, a guide to accommodations that served black travelers. The guide was published from 1936 to 1966, and at its height of popularity was used by 2 million people. Roscoe and Black Past, Sundown Towns My red home state of North Carolina has its own sordid past and sundown towns are part of it. At one time, NC was known as the biggest clan state in America, with more members than all of the other southern states combined, no thanks to a man named Bob Jones. More on this in a future post, most of these towns were small, similar to Vienna, Illinois, a former sundown town where even today, the black residents feel uneasy. Race isn't a big problem around here, said Bill Stevens, a white retired prison guard with a gentle smile, drinking beer with friends on a summer afternoon. Never has been, really. We don't have any trouble with racism, said a twice-widowed woman, also white, with a meticulously kept yard and a white picket fence. But in Vienna, as in hundreds of mostly white towns with similar histories across America, much is left unspoken. Around here, almost no one talks openly about the violence that drove out black residents nearly 70 years ago, or even whispers the name these places were given, sundown towns. Unless they're among the handful of black residents. It's real strange and weird out here sometimes, said Nicholas Lewis, a stay at home father. Every time I walk around, eyes are on me. They were called gray towns, in some parts of America, sunset towns in others. The terms were used by both black and white people. Very often, especially in well-to-do suburbs that didn't want to be known as racist, they had no name at all. But they still kept out black residents. There were hundreds of such towns, scholars say, reaching from New York to Oregon. Perhaps thousands. James Lowen, a historian who spent years studying sundown towns, found them in the suburbs of Detroit, New York City, and Chicago. He found them outside Los Angeles, in Midwestern farming villages and in New England summer towns. Sometimes, the rules were official policies, with signs at the edge of towns warning black people to be gone by nightfall. More often, everyone, both black and white, simply knew the unwritten rules. In this area, near the borders of both Missouri and Kentucky, young black people were raised to be aware of which towns they should avoid. It was something that was known, said James Davis, 27, a black truck driver from the nearby town of Cairo, which is largely black. But also something that our parents taught us growing up. In places still seen as sundown towns, many black people now follow their own rules, avoid them if possible, and lock your car doors if you have to drive through. If you stop for gas, look for a well-lit gas station with security cameras. Tim Sullivan and Noreen Nasir, AP Road Trip, Racial Tensions in America's Sundown Towns There's a very small town not far from my birthplace where non-whites and northern whites are made to feel unwelcome. It is called Denton, population 1,660, 2019 census, located in very redneck Davidson County. I have heard horror stories about the place from blacks and whites alike, but one that sticks out is what a black woman I once worked with told another co-worker and me what happened during their drive back from the beach one summer. They became sort of lost, so they stopped at a gas station in Denton to buy soft drinks, it was very hot, get directions, and gas up. Her sister went to get in line with the sodas, and the cashier, some nasty old white Karen, actually called the white people in line behind her to come up first. My co worker, who did not go inside, was incensed when her sister came out and told her about it. She wanted to know why her sister didn't just walk the fuck out of there. I was thirsty, her sister explained. A white woman from Philadelphia told me about how rudely she was treated once people heard her unmistakable northern accent. I read comments on a city data forum where those damn Yankees were being blamed for changing the way of life in Denton and the rest of the county by a couple of longtime residents. I remember stopping in Denton on our way from the NC Zoo back in 1998. My mother's then boyfriend, now her husband since 2001 went inside a convenience store to ask if the highway we were traveling was the way back to our city. He said those white people stared at him like he was a ghost when he entered and stared until he left. The same response was given to a pair of Mexicans that came in to make a purchase. I'm not sure if it ever was, but I would not be at all surprised if Denton was a sundown town back in the day. Another hick town in North Carolina that I heard something racist about is Pineville, located down in Mecklenburg County not far from Charlotte. When I was living in the Queen City almost 20 years ago, working as a secretary for this older white man who had his own home remodeling business, he told me that a white woman he dated had proudly informed him that there were no blacks working anywhere in Pineville in an official capacity. Pineville too might have been a sundown town in its past. How many sundown towns remain? It's rarely clear anymore. Openly racist laws are now largely illegal, and few towns want the infamy of being known for keeping out black people. Scholars often rely now on demographic data, looking carefully at towns that have tiny black populations. Lowen, the historian, says the number is clearly dropping, categorizing many as recovering sundown towns, where organized resistance to black residents has ended but the racial divide can remain wide. Vienna would almost certainly fall into that category. Dexter sees hope in the dozens of former sundown towns that have held racial justice protests, from the infamous Illinois sundown town of Anna to Hopewell, Michigan, once home to a powerful Ku Klux Klan leader, which black Detroit residents have long avoided. I do think that there are lots of changes, and progress, being made today. Mostly I think that comes from people talking about the issue, he said. People didn't want to talk about it before. It's not by law that black people remain a tiny population in many towns, Dexter said. It's by tradition. In 2010, The U.S. Census said there were 1,434 people in Vienna. 16 of them were black.